Yo, it's the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast today. Special guest, Mouth of Death. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's up, man? Good, man. Uh, For people who don't know, Mouth of Death is actually one person. It sounds like it could be a band. Yep. That's okay. Uh, A lot of people think, yep. Yep, yep. I have my other buddy, Digital Lizards of Doom. He's a label mate of mine. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he he sounds like a band. (laughs) You just hear it, you know, and Lizards is plural and stuff. Yeah. the Mouth of Death, another friend of mine that sounds like a band, but is one guy. Yep. But when you do the work of one of a band, pretty much, when, as one person, I guess, you're kind of a one-man band. Mm-hmm. So you uh, produce your full, uh, le- well, your full EP free release is coming out soon. When's it coming out? Today on uh, Friday, January the 2nd, 2015. That's the day that we're actually recording this. So that's awesome. I just got to hear the preview. He brought me the files directly. I didn't have to download them. We just checked it out before we started recording the podcast. Yep. Man, very, very, very awesome stuff, man. So uh, Jesse is your real name. Yep. And you are in San Diego. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, you are uh, bilingual. Yeah, I'm bilingual. So you speak yeah. Spanish. Yeah. And English. Yes, sir. That's going to be massive for you <laughs> as this EP hits because you're going to like be able to potentially go to a lot of Spanish-speaking countries and get along fine. Yeah. I'm working on my Spanish. You got to, man. You're Mexican. Yeah, I'm part Mexican, <laughs> but I don't. I didn't really come up with my uh, in touch with my uh, Mexican side, so therefore I don't speak Spanish. I'm from Indiana, so oh, for it's sure, kind of wild, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, now. Let's get on over to uh, talking about the EP. How long did you work on your EP? The EP, I probably worked on it for about mm, about six months or so. Six months on your EP? About, yeah, about wow. six months, yeah. Cool, man. Six months is uh, quite, a, quite a long time, but it also means that there's quality product there. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um, I just had a bunch of songs that I had been working on and, you know, just like any other release that people do, well, I hope is like, you know, you write all these songs and then you kind of just chop it down until you get like the best out of all of them, you know? Yeah. Not, not saying that all the other ones suck or anything. It's just that you get like the best ones out and the other ones can still need improvement. Right. Um, but I definitely think that these are my best for, for this release. Definitely. Awesome. So what made you decide that you want to release this EP for free? Um... Well, the thing is that I, I just started this alias. This is like my my first release, so I just wanted to put it out for free to people to know me to like for the word to get around. So right, that was like the main the main thing. Nice. Okay. So then, um, let's go over the songs real quick on the EP because there are are they're all pretty much bangers. Thank they're you. all dope. Thank so. You. It's some stuff that if you like, if you throw this in your car, it's gonna bump. If you play this in the club, it's gonna hit hard. Um, and we'll get into the production side of things too. Okay. But I want to know the story behind them. So you have, you got the first. Are these tracks in order that I got, or what? What order? Yeah, Give me the believe, first. What's the I first believe, track? Yeah, that's the order of it. So yeah. Purgatory was the first track. Purgatory is the first track. All right, tell me about this track. So Purgatory is a it's a dubstep track um, mm-hmm. with a lot of like reggae influence in it. Uh, there's like a reggae b- breakdown so it's just pretty much your kind of like bro step which is what they call it or, yeah you know, like yeah. the whole you know skrillex thing or whatever yeah um so yeah it's that kind of more high energy dubstep nice nice now renegade second track renegade is one of my favorites renegade's uh electro house and it's uh it's just it's kind of like dubstep but you know 128 you know right so right for sure it has a, a dubstep breakdown on the second part which i like to do is just you know, I like to change up the breakdowns at times, you know, right. add a different sound or just, uh-huh. you know, different tempo. So, yeah. Solitude, next track. Solitude is a unique sound. Um, actually, I made that song while I was playing my guitar and I just had it plugged in one day to uh, to Ableton. I was just jamming. Yeah. And then I was like, well, this is a cool little riff. And I just started recording it and I, I noticed it was like around uh, 140. So I just made it into like a dubstep track, but at the same time it's like, 
I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of glitchy dubstep. Yeah, kind of chill too. A little yeah, chill yeah, step. Yeah, and, kinda. Um, yeah, and also have my vocals on it as well, which is something new that I tried. Yeah, I am not a singer, but nice. know, I do my best to to vocode. make it sound. Yeah, the vocode. Vocode. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, I think it's fun, man. Yeah, it is. It's super fun. I, I'm guilty of using the vocoder too. Yeah, I'm happily guilty of that because it's fun, man. You know, that way people don't have to hear my uh, not so trained voice. Yeah, try yeah. to get notes out vocoder there. Is, you know, is awesome. Also, yeah. also the talk box. I have a talk box. I want to use. You have like a legit talk a box. Talk box. Yeah, nice. Legit so talk box. So the next release you might have hopefully yeah yeah talk box in your track you think you would do that live i hope i wish i mean that's one of the things i do want to do is be like a performer live right let's go over this next track real quick and we'll come back to more of the live stuff uh and talking about uh uh, live performances slash getting into the studio setups too because i would like to talk to you and let everybody else know out there you know what it takes to create these kind of songs Mm -hmm. so the last track on the ep that's for free this is the desolation ep uh coming out today on uh play Play me records Records. play me records so super shout out to play me records right they are putting out that thank you to them yeah awesome awesome man at the the last track on this uh desolation ep syndicate yeah or syndicate what is it syndicate Syndicate? That's how I pronounce it. Okay, cool. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, syndicate, man. Whatever you guys want to call it, just know just know the song. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. What's this one about? Where does this it one, put you? What's the vibe? This one, this vibe was just, um, I don't know. I, uh, I just kind of did like a like drum and bass, but more like a, well, it's drum and bass BPM, but it's uh, like halftime, so it's like a, like drum step sort of. Okay. But it has a lot of like trap influence as well, which I... I'd, I've never really done trap, All right. um, so this is like something new to me as well. But nice. uh, yeah, it's a lot of energy. It's, it's really cool. Nice track, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, sweet. You did a great job on the first EP. Excited to hear more stuff from you, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks. So... All right, so now let's get to talking about live setup. So this is interesting. I, I was talking to you before we started recording. You have uh, mostly a background in... Um, in live music, right? You were in a band? Yeah, yeah. I used to be in a metal band. Did, was that like a successful metal band or like just we like small? We band? weren't successful because I'm still here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't that successful. I mean, we had a lot of fun. We played a couple gigs here in uh, right. San Diego. Um, we started around, uh, I would say, around when I was like in high school. So, around when I was like 16 or so is when we started playing like bars and stuff here in San Diego. So, yeah. it was a lot of fun. I was a lead guitarist. Um, it was like a we were a three-piece band, so we were a pretty small band, and it was dope. I'm sure it helped you hone your musical skills, right? Yeah, definitely. Actually, I started. Yeah, I started playing around when I was in middle school. So yeah, I started playing around eighth grade or so. So I was about 13, 14, and that's when I started getting into music, guitar mainly. Uh, my first influence. Uh, and guitar was like uh, Spanish rock, so Spanish rock, like yeah. so, so. You're talking about like you could you were trying like the Carlos Santana sound. Yeah, yeah, like I was. That was my main influence. One, really, was like Carlos Santana, um, Mana was like a big influence as well. Uh, so I've that's heard of Yeah, that's kind of how I started. How I got into like music. So I started um, like around when I was in eighth grade. And, that's uh, young man yeah that well i come from like a musical family sort of like nice. my mom's side of the family like they all like play instruments and stuff my uh-huh. mom plays guitar actually and she was like one of my first teachers um to learn how to play guitar was my mom nice and, and my, nice. my older brother as well dude that's sick yeah yeah so that's kind of you know i you didn't like, have to pay for lessons yeah i was kind of destined to play something because everybody in my family just kind of plays an instrument or sings so. wow that's a blessing man it's a big family uh yeah we're a pretty big family yeah yeah how many brothers and sisters yeah well as far as my intermediate family we're four um but as far as like my mom's side of family we're, we're a lot of people that just <laughs> we're know, a lot <laughs> we're a lot of people yeah, you don't have a number right now it's just we're, we're, a we're number a man <laughs> too many digits nice yeah so yeah so um that's how i started and um so or is i yeah so i was i started playing guitar when i was in eighth grade and then slowly we just started a band and like we just you know. was it a family band or was it friends? No, well it was it was a well my metal band was just me and my older brother and then my best friend who played drums and then we had other people come in as like the bass player and the rhythm guitars nice but the main band was like me my brother and my, my best friend you know cool man yeah. that's really cool so 
All right. So where, when did uh, you stop uh, focusing on the band? What made you stop focusing on the band? Well, it was sometime after high school. Like we just kind of, it kind of just died out. Yeah. Like, I mean, the like for me, it was still there and stuff, but it just a band sometimes can be really hard to like maintain because you have other people to depend on. So oh it could yeah, be, it could be really hard, you know. Yeah. I mean, everybody just kind of started doing their own thing, and I mean, I still had that you know that fire to like be a musician of some type so yeah what happened was that uh sometime after high school i had i i wanted to record my band mm-hmm. so i like i knew about garage band and i never had really used it so like i got i got into it and i started using it and then i was like well i was like i can i could kind of make beats by myself like this is kind of fun so yeah so there goes the drummer yeah so there goes the drummer so i started making like hip-hop beats uh-huh. and then you know i started using like uh, like the easy drummer and stuff to like play like my metal tracks you right know? right so I, then at that point i was like well i could kind of do this by myself and then it just nice. the ball started rolling and then around the time that like edm hit hard here in, in the u.s that's when i was like well that's some pretty cool music and then yeah like, i the, heard the current like, wave with the yeah, yeah i think yeah i think the track that really got me into like edm and like dubstep was um this song by Dr. P, it was one of his remixes. I think it was called like Sick Tonight. Okay. Yeah. And that when I heard that I was just like, dude, this is dope. Like nice. it's just like like a metal breakdown and like electronic music. So I was like, this is dope. So that's kind of where like it started with like just doing that and nice. Like, and then slowly like um people kind of knew that I started like getting into electronic music and they were like, dude, DJ my party, this and that and I'll be like, okay, like I've never DJ, but I'll yeah. try it out. And then it was fun, so like it just yeah. you know the ball started rolling. That's kind of how it yeah. started. Yeah. Did you? Are you going to be focusing? Well, let's let's talk about live performances now that you are releasing your first EP. Yeah. Um, how do you plan to present your show? Are you going to be incorporating live instruments? Uh, are you? Uh, are you going to be? What are you what are you gonna be doing? Live instruments or like DJ sets with C DJs? Yeah. What is your what's your preferred set for live? I I, I I guess just coming just being a musician, I would prefer to do more live stuff like with instruments and stuff. Nice, um, nice. That's really my main focus. I know that right off the bat is it can't really be like that because some clubs, you know, that you gotta play with the C D Js or whatever. Yeah. So I mean I'm still open to do that, but if I ever do like my tour where it's like under my name, mm-hmm. I want to do like live performance, you know, like nice. just really get it out there. Like, I don't know, play guitar or like play since live, whatever it is, just find a way to make it just like to the next level, you know? Yeah. Cause I just, I come from, you know, playing strumming chords and stuff, playing riffs on, on stage yeah. to, you know, like just loading up songs and like mixing them, which is still cool. But just to me, it just, it's a little foreign and just, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of missing something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, that's cause you're, you're of your band background. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's cool, man. So hopefully you will get to do that. Uh, we'll see how it goes with your release. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think it's gonna be massively uh, successful, man. Cause like it seems like you got a nice, uh, nice sound, you know, uh, yeah. going. You got uh, pretty. We uh, got a label behind you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got it's, so you got like a wide really release on this. That, yeah. You know, so so that's super cool. Yeah. And then um, you know, really is just catching fire now, right? <laughs> Hopefully, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet man. So how can people get a hold of you? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm, I'm on all that. It's just, you know, Twitter uh, slash uh, Mouth of Death. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Instagram, I believe it's underscore in between the words. Yeah, I, I, have, an under, I have an underscore in mine. I'll tell you why. I, 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 I think I might yeah. be wrong. Yeah, uh, I have an underscore in my Twitter. I My, my Instagram is just all like yeah. three words and stuff. I got it. I got the... What are you? The underscore. So Und- it's mouth underscore of underscore death. Yeah. Mouth of death. Mouth yeah. underscore of underscore death. Exactly. Is his Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you said Twitter. What about Facebook? Facebook, just mouth of death. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. They're all mouth of death. Just so let's talk mouth of death. All right. And let's talk about like potential scope partnerships or i mean like you got a lot of like you could, you could like uh you could like get some <laughs> some funny uh cross promotion man you yeah. know with mouth of death that sounds so like 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 intense yeah it does it does i mean so intense like how, whole, how did you get that name dude that, I, I mean i was under a different alias and um so i needed something new because the one that i had pretty much everybody had it 
or there's already people you with did you did, you did the first dj thing that people do they get the, they get a dj name and and it's like something that's cool it's awesome it's personal to them um and it's it ends up being something that's cool or personal to everybody you know like yeah uh, <laughs> you know like yeah like uh, I don't know. I I could name some stuff, but they're all like I don't want to offend DJs. But there there's yeah, a lot of that. What was your first one? My first DJ name was uh, just Jasta. It didn't have DJ in it. Jasta? Well. How's yeah. that spelled? J A Y S T A. Oh well, you didn't even do that. I thought you meant like you put like 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 uh like like DJ. You know like yeah yeah uh, no 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 it was like DJ you know like I mean? lights or something light yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah lights or bang <laughs> yeah you know banging. <laughs> banger banger uh yeah snake you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. I, I, one guy yeah. made it big that's snake but yeah. i mean but the other I'm sure like, yeah every other snake in the bunch is pretty pissed <laughs> off right now like i was the first snake yeah it's yeah. probably like five thousand dudes out there there's like, like i was those, the first man. dj snake yeah pretty much every animal is probably like yeah yeah, like yeah dj scorpion yeah dj minpin yeah <laughs> everything man so uh, yeah so the first one i had i was under jsta and um but like people already had it, and I was just kind of like, oh, I just want something different. Dude, that's like, so funny. Somebody had that because it's not yeah. really that. You know, it's funny though because when I first had it, nobody had it mm-hmm. like at all. Because usually, what I would do is uh, I would like Google it, yeah, and then make sure nobody on SoundCloud had it, right? And that's when I was like, all right, well, this is fine. But when I first started that name, um, I wasn't that investment invested as mm-hmm. now. So right. I was just kind of like, well, this is a simple name, whatever. I just kind of threw it out there. I didn't really like think about it. Right. And with this name, I just kind of wanted like something intense. And at the same time, just still shadow like my background in metal. So I still wanted like that aggressive like tone to it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I just, I kind of, I knew I had to do more than one word because just one word is going to be too. It's going to be taken. DJ yeah, Mouth so, is taken. Yeah, so, and I'm pretty sure DJ Death is taken too. So I was just, Yeah, probably. And I mean, I've never really been a big fan of the whole DJ and then your name. Like, right. I just don't like the whole DJ thing. It right. Just, it, you get categorized. Well, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So yeah, I just Especially went, since you're, I mean, you're technically not a DJ. You exactly. know what I mean? At like, this point, I'm like, not yeah, a, like, yeah. you know, like, you're not, the, the, the way that you became a dj it was only by you know circumstance you know yeah. what i mean so so really you are a band more so than you are a dj yeah exactly you know so. you just make electronic music so right and you know once you blow i mean if you you know if, if it goes the way it should then mm-hmm. you know you probably won't be behind too many cdjs unless they make you take like club gigs just because yeah. you know yeah. so. i mean i'm open to club gigs i mean i'm pretty sure they're fun but like my main yeah. thing is to perform live yeah. instruments right right sweet man um so that's how you got the name mouth of death different was yeah. some kind of hardcore metal and that's still kind of back to your background yeah 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 so i mean kind of how i i came about it was there's this song by pantera called mouth for war and i just it was like one of my favorite songs you know because i'm a big like dimebag fan mm-hmm. and um i kind of want to do that but i didn't want to just follow like the word like the title of that song and yeah. be named after that so i kind of just did mouth of death nice so, nice pantera yeah. influenced edm guy here probably yeah. the only one that i probably. ever <laughs> yeah, yeah. interviewed that's so funny man I, uh-huh. I you know it's it's neat I, a lot of guys get into electronic from a from uh from a um from a from a band background, you yeah. know, Skrillex had the band background yeah. thing. You know, how much do you think having that band background helps you out with the construction of songs? Yeah, as far as um, you know, just songwriting, I think it, it really helps me because um, just you know, I'm just so used to writing like intro, verse, chorus, uh, verse, whatever it is, you know, versus like how it is kind of approached where like the whole DJ community is kind of like it's just kind of loops and like i don't know it's kind of it was confusing at first so the way that i approached it was like a band so i guess i was like putting more into it like different like uh versions of like you know what a verse is right so you have more fills more breakdowns pretty much yeah so you were probably when you first start constructing tracks if you've never made an electronic track a lot of things are loops so you'll work on the first loop and Mm -hmm. then you kind of build upon it from there Mm -hmm. so it sounds like when you started doing your stuff you were kind of more like uh, arrangement view which is left to write like a book yeah, and exactly. like making the part as the song went along yeah. as you got a new idea it popped up and that yeah. was it it wasn't like loop here loop here loop here yeah. put them together you yeah. just made a song yeah i was just writing songs and what and that's what like 
really got me into it was that like i was i was writing which is you know what we all like to do what i like to do and at the same time it was electronic music so like it was like this new sound to me you know because mm -hmm. i come from like playing guitars and like more yeah. analog field as far as like instruments and then going into like the whole digital area of like you know i just thought it was cool like i was like man this is dope yeah nice nice so let's talk about uh instruments and plugins and stuff so we, we get to the computer age of your career here and as well really that what you what you use now is what i want to mm -hmm. talk about so you have your main daw that's what we record on mm -hmm. um is what ableton ableton's yeah. cool i am ableton as well so I recommend everybody ableton yeah, Ableton's yeah, just it's, it's dope, dude. It's dope. Yeah, but you I know mean, what you know what's funny though? It's like the Ableton suite costs more than Pro Tools. I know that's insane. You know? If you, but you think, get like you, don't you get Max for Live or they take You that get off Max already? for Live. But oh. it's but it's kinda of funny because yeah. it's so expensive. You know, yeah. usually the reason that Pro Tools is uh anybody could say anything negative about Pro Tools is because it is expensive, you know? Yeah. But I mean yeah. Jeez, can you believe something is like I mean, more expensive? That's more. It's a hundred dollars more expensive now. Right now, it's on sale, but I mean, that's that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I first started, uh, well, I first started with GarageBand, then I moved to Logic, you know, because that was like the upgrade. And Logic is awesome too, but I don't know how it was that I, I just somebody let me borrow like a copy or something of like Ableton, mm -hmm. like the intro version, or somebody was showing it to me. I forgot how it happened, but. I just when I started using it I was like man this is insane like this is so cool and like yeah I was like I just like the session view mm -hmm. how like you could just you know you just work on it like in loops right so like it was like it was like non-stop work which was exactly what I wanted nice. versus like having to build it in like the linear you know right what I'm right 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 yeah because so, uh, like we said earlier you like kind of linearly made your tracks and then then you exactly. kind of got into the loops so. exactly and then the whole cool part about that is that you know you, you build your tracks and then your loops and then you could always like trigger them to see what sounds like what what's you know? dope with each other yeah, exactly yeah. so that's what I what I really liked about it and ever since then I was just like man this is dope like this is what I'm gonna, like this is my doll you know so yeah that's the main thing. Yeah. Nice, man. Cool. So it only took a little sampling of it to, to make you go, okay. Yeah, definitely. Let's man. switch. Like I knew it was good and I knew you could use it for, like for live stuff, but I had never used it, used it. So yeah. one day I was just, I think I probably had like writer's block or something. So I was like, man, I'm just going to try a different DAW or something. Yeah. And that's when I was like, my mind just blew up, you know? So I was like, man, this is dope. So let's talk about writer's block because that's something I think that's interesting that kind of, I think everyone has it. There's not really anybody who I, I'd say doesn't have it. And, you know, you some people make claim to not have writer's block, yeah. but I bet if they are writing anything, it's just not good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, that's like, one thing like, I try not to do. Like, like it's like someone who writes easy, I'm sure they have like maybe like hundreds of pages that they could get rid of before they find get back on track. So yeah. some people just kind of get constipated yeah and in, in the brain and nothing yeah. comes out you yeah. know <laughs> and then some people is just like they just yeah they just diarrhea yeah you exactly. know what I'm saying? it's like all shitty <laughs> they it's just gotta, let it out it's gotta yeah. be good again yeah um i think i definitely think that everybody's gonna have those shitty tracks that you need to get out of your system like, yeah you know not everything's gonna be a banger i mean yeah. everybody's guilty of it yeah but oh as, yeah as far as like writer's block i tend not to um to push it like i tend not to like oh i have to write something so i'll just write like right. i'll like i'll take a nap or like I'll listen to a different genre like uh -huh. i'll go to metal or like you know listen to like something else that's not electronic music yeah and just be on that for a while and then for i don't know probably like a day or so right just like completely cut myself off of like edm until like it gets to a point where like oh you kind of miss it and you, when you go back you're just like you're new you know what a saying? day or so yeah so it's like just one of those things like i try not to like push it because then you know you just you end up putting out a shitty like working on a shitty track yeah. and then you just wasted time on a shitty track yeah and like, you know i mean i'd rather just do like go to back to another song and then just like see how i can improve like in production wise right versus writing more you know just how how can i bring the bass up more or whatever right so i try not to like just push it because it just doesn't work for me right can't force it awesome man cool so that's how you deal with writer's block and all right so now about the actual software uh, besides ableton if you don't produce and you're listening to this podcast and you're maybe thinking about producing uh daw is like your car everybody mm -hmm. takes a car to work you know or whatever and yeah. so you know it's like we they all do the same thing exactly you know if you have logic if you have pro tools if you have ableton and all you arm a track you record a track 
you know? Pretty much. Uh, so what really sets things apart and sets people's production game up usually is the uh, the plugins that you use. Yeah. Plugins are like pimping out your car, yeah. putting rims and the stuff decals. on them. The decals, yes. It makes that shit look awesome. Uh-huh. Makes it sound awesome. Body so kits. in this case, yeah. So <laughs> so so that's what plugins are. What plugins are your favorite right now? My favorite right now at the moment, my favorite are massive and uh Razor. So I'm a big Native Instruments fan. So pretty much anything that they put out, I really like. Nice. And also like all like the acoustic stuff, like the studio drummer, you know. Yeah. The session horns, all that kind of stuff. That thing is like super dope. Nice. So I'm a big Native Instruments. Do you have guy. complete ten yet? I don't. I'm still in uh, nine. I'm still in nine. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Me too. I'm on nine. I need to upgrade to ten. Yeah, I need to do that upgrade, man. Yeah. So uh, what about? Um, what about your drums? What's your favorite thing to edit your drums on? On my drums, I like to do uh, the drum racks on Ableton. Ableton drum racks, yeah, yeah, those are cool. The thing's dope. I just I love it all the way, and uh, I like to use uh, for my snares. I like to use samples, mm-hmm. um, hi hats as well. Um, I also like to use the the studio drummer for hi hats to like layer it at times, right, you right. know, um, to make it like just bigger or whatever, right? Sizzly. And then um, for toms, I also use the studio drummer in Native Instruments. Uh-huh. And then my kick, most of the time, is the Sonic Academy kick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that one's Nicky like, Romero. Yeah, that one's dope. Cause, you yeah, know, I have that too. It's super dope. You tune it. You, you know what I had before that? I had Vengeance. And uh, the Vengeance kick synthesizer. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, it was kind of expensive. But uh, the, the Romero kick is yeah. more fun yeah. than the Vengeance kick uh, uh program yeah and um but uh yeah i i don't know i i don't use i don't use the vengeance kick much anymore i'm, yeah. I'm all romero kick yeah. really yeah yeah definitely also like i've you i use silent i mean that's like a big yeah, one silent's kind of the go-to yeah. in uh especially for in like electronic big, music yeah. yeah for big stuff i don't know why i mean a lot of people a lot of people like to um they they base their sense off you know the way they sound and stuff and like they try not go for the looks, but I am guilty of like going for the looks sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just feel that it, like if it's pleasing to the eye, then it's inspiring and you can really write something. A lot of people like go against that because they're like, oh, just because it looks cool, you know, this and that. But like, if it looks cool, you know, it, well, as, as far as me, it inspires me to write yeah. something. So if I have a plugin that like looks shitty, you know, like the, the what is it called? The GUI or something like that? Yeah. Like, if it looks shit, if it's just knobs, I'm gonna be like, okay, I don't want to use this. Like, right, right, you know, so. yeah, yeah. So the aesthetic looks like it. You know, it's it's funny. I think um, it's kind of the same way with um, um, it's kind of the same way with the with with, with hardware. You know, yeah, like uh, if you have a nice mic or if you buy something, you know something new you kind of go well damn i'm gonna have to use this now because mm-hmm. i just bought it or i want to mm-hmm. use it kind of refuels the process yeah exactly so i think that i think that plugins that look good uh, the the look is a factor yeah. you're correct I, yeah. I, i've never thought about the plugin look before yeah personally i just kind of like look at what it does but i guess you're right uh, yeah the fancier it is yeah it's, it's, i don't know why it's i mean fun. it's just one of those things i mean as far as like when I get inspired, you know, it could be anything. Like it just doesn't necessarily have to be music. Like if it's just you know, if it's nice and sunny outside, you know, and it just it feels good, like yeah. then I'm good to go. You know, if my my tummy's feel like full, you know, like yeah. I just ate and I feel good, like I'm ready to go. You know what I'm nice. saying? It doesn't necessarily have to be music. So when it comes to plugins, sometimes you know, because you're staring at this screen like for hours at a time, and yeah. if you have a nice plugin, you know that looks good you, yeah. you don't want to make something good because it look, just looks good you know what I'm saying it makes you want to be better or whatever and if nice. you got a shitty one you're just kind of <laughs> like well I'm just messing around you're not yeah really I, I never I never use the free plugins too much you know there's yeah. like all the sorts of blogs and they're like this free VST every time there's a free VST it's usually like uh, very plain looking exactly and that's why that's what I'm saying like sometimes like because some free plugins are good and some, yeah, they, know, yeah they're not knocking them but yeah I mean but for the most part yeah when I see them I'm just kind of like well it looks shit yeah. so I don't want to even download it <laughs> <laughs> yeah step up your game guys <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's also good to pay for your software do you legitimately own all of your stuff I do I do yeah okay cool awesome yeah. you know it's cool because you know um and those people got to make a living too, and I think that yeah, part of bootlegging is 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 uh, that that sucks is to me is that uh, 
like silent is a perfect example of yeah of these guys make music and they really need to be compensated for it mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna have slow updates exactly. silent isn't 64 bit now they finally put out a bundle that includes some kind of bridging program that lets you open it up in a in a 64 bit environment yeah but you know the the it's slow it's coming around finally mm-hmm. but there was word that there wasn't going to even be one yeah yeah because so many people bootleg it yeah it's like, crazy, it's like, like one of the most bootleg programs ever yeah it's crazy man and i also think like when you actually buy the plugin you like appreciate it more because you actually spent your money on it yeah so you yeah. actually like you know go for it and like i found the problem like when like people download because i've been like guilty of it i mean we've all been guilty yeah like, when i first started recording i mean I yeah like doing. you're like oh i want to get all these plugins and then you end up like <laughs> being a criminal and like just downloading all kinds of plugins and then you don't know what to use because you have so much of it and like you're just kind of like you know you have so much that you're like you're not really focused you know you're, you're more focused on which one to use and actually writing yeah and when i just like completely just deleted everything and i just you know installed what i had purchased like i just found myself writing more because i there was less to worry about yeah you know and i was more concentrated on like just writing than like having all these plugins to use all this fancy work you know what i'm saying yeah so like i mean when it comes to dynamic stuff i use all like the stock plugins in ableton so like yeah there's EQs, plenty compressors yeah. And anything, Able- like, if, yeah like you're able to do it mm-hmm. i mean in ableton like with all the dynamic yeah. stuff you know you know i think i think buying new stuff helps keep you motivated yeah definitely. but but it also people have to understand that why they're buying something Please buy stuff to continue to stay motivated. If it makes you happier, if it gives you a new sound, buy it. That's great. Do yeah. that. But I also see a lot of people that just are super overhooked on gear. Exactly. And they buy things. You cannot buy a hit record. Exactly, yeah. You cannot buy a hit. You cannot buy uh, a good song. In the end, it comes down to if somebody makes a good song. You know, and that, and and if you notice, a good yeah. song is a good song no matter what. That's why you can have so people can come and do a, a all piano version of Skrillex, and you're like, dude, that sh- that was sick, you know, yeah. or yeah, you know, because those notes are dope. It's funny though, because there are people out there that actually believe in that. I mean, the other day at work, somebody came in looking for software where you upload the song and it makes it sound good. Like they literally asked me like that. Like makes it sound good. Yeah, like they were like, where can I find like the software where like you upload the song and then like this and that and then it sounds good? Like I was oh, like, oh man, I was like, there's yeah. no magic button. Like, that yeah, there, there's not like, a magic button. And, and I it's, was so surprised though. Like they, were, yeah, like they were honest about it. You know? Yeah, you know, there's also the whole um, this whole thing where I heard it a lot, and a lot of audio engineers say it, but it's like you know, you can't polish a turd. Yeah. You can't. So no matter what, your input volumes, everything's got to be kind of cool first, you yeah. know. Um, you can record lower rather than you can get away with something if it distorts, if it exactly. hits, you know. And, and you can always raise the volume a little yeah. bit, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's just really get your fundamentals down if you're ever to exactly. out there trying to make a record, you know. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to anybody that's getting started? What would you give some advice? I mean, I know um, your career is just taking off now, yeah. too. But uh, hopefully gonna go go very very fast for you hopefully, and a cool yeah, cool I mean, journey. Um, but I mean, for since you have a background in guitar, you have a background in music that helps you out with writing yeah. the songs. Now, what would you say is the best advice you can give somebody who's brand new? Who's brand Doesn't new? play anything. I mean, at first, like just stick to your DAW, like the plugins in your DAW. First thing, like don't go and have to like, oh, I need like massive to sound better, like because. Massive is just going to give you a certain sound, but it ne- doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sound good. You still need to EQ it. Um, but I would say just just practice, really. It's like anything else. You just keep practicing, and then um, you're just going to get better at it. And then the main thing is to learn uh, learn how your environment sounds, you know? Learn how your room sounds that you're mixing in. Learn how uh, your speakers sound. Because I, I believe that, you know, no matter what speakers you have, if you're a good engineer, you're going to be able to, you know to be able to mix on any any uh speakers any console is just it's all about listening and reference you know so yeah. like pick out what i like to do is i like to pick out like like three songs of like different genres 
and like really just like get to know them in my speakers so that when I go somewhere else, I could play those sound those songs to there, and then I can know, based off of what I already know, how these speakers sound. Right. So if your speakers are crappy, and exactly. you get this point of distortion that always happens when you hear your favorite song, exactly. uh, then you know that that song's bass is awesome exactly. and hitting hard because your speakers are basically sounding like shit. Yeah. But that's the same shit sound that you get when you play a Skrillex record through it. Yeah, pretty much. You know, much, so yeah. so yeah, so you're just kind of knowing the limits of your own speakers. Exactly. So that, and you and you're you're comparing the way that that those speakers. Yeah. sound with the way that a, a finished record that sounds amazing in a nice place mm-hmm. sounds yeah so i definitely just you know just learn your environment just learn what sounds sound like you know yeah that's that's the main thing and then just just practice like i'm saying like you know yeah because you're gonna get sure. those shitty tracks out there you know i mean i still get shitty tracks you know there's times yeah, where i'm I, like yeah. oh i don't know how to EQ this fuck this shit or whatever yeah you know? um so yeah just keep just keep going at it Nice, nice. Well, anything else that you want to touch on, brother? Um, I don't know. Whatever. It has been an awesome, awesome time having you here, man. Thanks, man. Let's go back over the social media here. We are here with Mouth of Death in studio. Yep. Real name, Jesse. Yeah. That's and he's an awesome guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, cool, man. It's good to, good to meet you. I just kind of started getting to know you. Awesome guy. Thanks for letting me have the checks. I'm actually going to cut, you know, we're not going to go the full hour because I'm going to actually throw the full EP on the end of this oh, podcast. Cool. For sure, man. So for I'll me. intro them in and then I'll, I'll put, we'll, we'll have a listen to them, intro the second one, yeah. have a listen. And if you guys really want to have them all individually, you can go download them for free That's via SoundCloud. all SoundCloud, these uh, social media things. SoundCloud, under Play Me Records, it'll be there. It'll be on my YouTube as well. So, I mean... You'll be able to find it. Mouth of Death. Just Google them. Yeah, Google me. I should be the first link because there shouldn't be any more Mouth of Death. No more Mouth of Death. He's <laughs> if, got it. He's got it. If you come out with Mouth of Death after he does, he's going to bitch slap your Mouth of Death. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down. Yeah, no more Mouths of Death, but one. Yeah, just me, man. That's it. Yep. That's right. That is it. Awesome, man. Great <laughs> to right, have you man. here, brother. Appreciate it. Me. Once again, big shout out to Mouth of Death for stopping through the studio today and saying what's up with me, chilling with my dog, Peter Barker, as well. As promised, I'm going to give you a glimpse of the EP. Actually, I'm giving you the whole damn EP right here at the end of the podcast. So right consecutively back to back, you are going to hear all the tracks. The track listing is up, as well as the links to directly connect with Mouth of Death. It will be up online at rogerabbit.com slash podcast. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate that. And if you have any questions or suggestions for guests, tweet me, hashtag R-R-A-F. That stands for Raji Rabbit and Friends. See you next time.